0: your boy, Rockies. I want to welcome y'all back to the Hecca Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting. Also, if you do enjoy a really, really great podcast, this is episode 109, and I'm truly a bunch of to still be a chosen vessel. I guess stood over this here ministry called the Hecca Dangerous Podcast. Um, Typically, I start off the show by telling you how great God is and this episode will be no different but um I think I'm gonna approach it in a roundabout way I will start off by stating the obvious um my wife and me celebrated our one year anniversary being married two days ago and um I'm just grateful don't really have too much profound stuff to say but I'm just completely grateful marriage has um Definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, it's been very, very challenging. And when I talk about the challenging part, I'm not talking about my wife. I'm not talking about the kids. I'm not talking about all the different circumstances that we've had to, you know, go through. I just mean myself, right? I just didn't expect, you know, like you hear about dying to yourself, becoming one flesh. You hear about these things, right? And it's been a challenge. Um, it's been a beautiful challenge, though. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. It's been a beautiful challenge, and it's allowed me to um, grow as a man of Christ and to grow in Christ. Right. So um, it's been much more. It's been a, a blessing that I expected to be right. Like I expected the blessing of having a physical wife. You know what I'm saying? Having the kids, like very physical things, and so on and so forth. But I very much undersold, underestimated the spiritual benefits that will come with this marriage. And so um, I'm just grateful, man, because within this marriage, I have been able to see God work in ways that I have never seen him work before. Um, You know, I just think about all the different things that we've been through, whether it's been um, relational, whether it's been financial, whether it's been just things happening whether it's been um you know different healing that's needed that's been needed to be done different conversations whether it's been bringing in a a a new child to the family um just all kind of different things right um career changes just all these different things and we're just talking about 367 days right um it's been amazing right it's been so amazing and um God decides to show up on anniversary day, you know, just a little small testimony. Um, we decided to celebrate in Reno. That's our official celebration town. Um, we were headed to Reno, you know, I already have a rental car as it is. And one of the tires went flat and, um, you know, we're trying to figure out what to do, right? You know, what do you we know what to do? And so funny enough, the tire happens to go flat And Colfax, uh, but it happened to go flat right at the next exit being a tire shop, right? And so I just laugh when I thought about it because it's like, if you've ever driven to Reno from Sacramento, there's all these winding roads. There's a lot of nothingness on that drive. It's not very scenic. And I just thought about how that tire could have went out anywhere, anytime, but it happened right there and you know it's Easter weekend and you know a lot of shops are closed on weekends and so on and so forth and i think we got in there an hour and a half before the shop closed and so um it's just funny how god will remind me that um he ordered my steps that he knows my needs like in the present i could say god I need X amount of dollars. These bills is adding up. God, I need this. I need that. God, I need, and it's like, he knows what I need beyond this week, right? He knows what I need 30, 40 years from now, you know, stuff that I'm not even beginning to think about. He knows what I need a month from now, a week from now. He knows what I need, you know, this, this November. Right. And so, um, just reminded God's goodness, right. That, um, He knows, like, I think the thing I really took away is just how great God is that he knows we worry so much. We're concerned so much. We doubt so much. We have such little faith. And it's like, this is God we're talking about. You know, Pastor Mark always says, we don't know who we're messing with. And those moments right there remind me that we don't know who we're messing with. Like, I'm serious. If you've ever driven from Sacramento to Reno, it's a lot of nothingness and God could have had that situation happen anywhere else. Anything could have happened, Right. And he had it happen right there. And for me, I just saw just a little glimpse of his um, all knowingness, right? Just him providing, right? Like him giving those people the wisdom, um, the means to have a tire shop right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, god is always working and we can be so self-centered and centered in our own stuff that we forget that god is working in those people who showed up to to uh work that day god is, is working in those people who um you know bought that space god is working through all of us right and it's all interconnected right and so it's just really dope but um back to the lecture at hand um yeah It's been one year. Um, It's been awesome, man. Um, It's been awesome, especially to be um, married in this season of my life. Um, You know, just being a Christian and just being where I'm at spiritually and mentally is definitely just uh, awesome, man. And so, yeah, I just wanted to take time out and just say, uh, God is great, man. And um, if you are married... You know, just remember that you have a gift, that you were given a gift, right? And to those who are single, who are like, man, I want to be married, this and that, um, be prayerful about that. Be prayerful about the partner. Um, be prayerful about the preparation that leads to that and be prayerful about having support, you know, um, that's why I want to segue to about God's greatness. Um, we're in a situation right now where, you know, we've been waiting for our, you know, um, you know, you know, our, you know, family leave, you know, whatever money to come in. Right. And, uh, the Lord has really showed up. Um, our family, our friends, um, you know, from church and, uh, you know, some of her friends from work have shown up, whether it's buying groceries, whether it's, um, you know, bringing dinner, um, whether it is a gift, whether it's, you know, gift cards, whatever it is, you know, people have really showed up and, um, it's a very humbling experience, right? Because, you know, (laughs) we have so many plans and so many thoughts, right? And, um, you you don't expect to be in this situation right and so um it's just awesome to see god you know like i said god is all knowing he knew this situation would come up he knew this circumstance that we're in would come up and so he slowly started to build relationships and build these people right like whether it's um my wife's co-workers, whether it's our brothers and sisters in Christ, the city church, like him, you know, working in Pastor Mark to make the church and, you know, him working our hearts to bring us back to city church, you know, everything, right? It all is part of his bigger plan, right? And so I guess that's like where I always get so frustrated, man, because I'm just like, and myself included, but like, we just make God so pocket-sized, so miniature. We make him... We stoop him down to our level, and he's nowhere near our level, right? He is much, 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 much greater. But um, God is so great, man. Like, he's doing work on your behalf that you're not even aware of, right? Like, he's cultivating relationships, cultivating situations that you don't even know you're going to need 10, 15 years from now, Um four five let's say five six years ago i wouldn't have thought of even needing my you know my brother in christ paul or you know my you know audrey whoever like i wouldn't even think that we need those people i don't even know those people right but he was cultivating and positioning those relationships and working through all of us for this time and times beyond this right but um god is so awesome and i'm, I'm glad that his plans are um bigger and greater than mine's but um as far as the marriage thing goes, I definitely want to have my wife on here, you know, you know, as far as like diving into detail and really talk about the marriage part more. But yeah, man, God is great. Um, we've been blessed to see one year of marriage. Um, I don't want to be somber, right? But, you know, I remember having a homeboy um, who had just got married and him and his, you know, wife had got the news that they were going to welcome the first child into the world. And I want to say within two months, um, she passed her and the baby in the car. accident, right. And, um, you know, so I'm just blessed to see you, here, man. And I don't want to take that lightly. Don't want to take that for granted. Right. But, um, yeah, man, God's plans are great. He's great, man. Um, I just want to give y'all a shout out for streaming Miracle Baby and for streaming all things Rockies. Um, because I'm new to my particular uh, music distributor, it took a little while for my results to come in, but um, the results have came in, and they are slowly but surely growing, and so I look forward to growing that, right? Growing that interest. Um, yeah, I look forward to growing that interest. Um, I just dropped you know, a sneak peek into you know, Rock Keith's part two, the album, I dropped a song on Instagram to come to full song. So you can check it out. Um, You know, just get yourself prepared for the album, but um, on the music front, you know, thank you all for supporting the music. Like I said, um, I can't imagine it's not easy going from this whole Nat Freeman thing. And then, you know, me up and being like, okay, now you need to move to this page. Right. And so, um, I'm building the catalog, but I promise you, um, it's going to be worth the time. I should have about 23 new songs coming to you within the next uh, month or two. So yeah, you know, just being a lookout for that, but a big shout out to y'all for real. Um, so, uh, in my Bible study time, I got to jump into Philippians and I love how God, um, uses his text to encourage us, uses his text to preach to us, right? Um, it's right there in front of us, but, uh, I wrote some, a few notes, so I don't know if I'm going to get to all the notes, but, um, I'm going to jump into a couple of them, right? Uh, the first one says, what we allow to occupy our minds is sure to influence our speech and action. So these are just notes that I took, um, from my time, in philippians right but um yeah the first note says what we allow to occupy our minds is sure to influence our speech and action and um that couldn't be more true you know you think about in philippians how you know the apostle paul talked about focusing our minds on things that are good and true and um it's not as if he's deflecting it's not as if he's ignoring um the the hardships the bad you know what is in front of him but what he's doing is he understands um, he understands the power of our thought life, the power of our thoughts, right. And so if um, what's on my mind is constant worry. If on my mind is constant doubt, uh, if on my mind is constant negativity, then it has to influence my actions, right. So like if I'm always doubting, always worrying, always concerned, then I'm going to make moves that are very anxious, moves that are very um, reactionary. There's not much thought behind it, right? I'm just reacting, right? Like I think about how I was in the binge one time. I was just really down and bad and just needed some money to get by. And I ended up doing like a checking cash thing one time. And little did I know how crazy the interest would be, right? But I wasn't thinking, right? I, I, you know, the, what, what led me to make the decision was, you know, anxiety about, you know, not having enough money to, you know, take care of X, Y, and Z. And so those moves, so those, that, that influenced my actions, right? And that's like a small scale example, right? But like, if if I'm focusing on what's good and what's true, you know what I'm saying? If I'm focusing my, my mind and my heart and my thoughts on the Lord, then that's going to also... On the opposite side, influence my actions, right? That's gonna make me, um, in hard times, go to pray, go to prayer, um, you know, to seek wisdom, you know, to make sure that I'm doing things that aren't just reactionary, right? That I'm not, you know, trying to get ahead of God, right? And so, um, I thought that that was a pretty um, interesting tidbit um, when I was reading that. Just a reminder, just to remind me how. Influential, my thought life is, and how I need to have control of that, and how I need to have, I need to regulate that, and be mindful of my thought life. Um, my next note here says, "Prayer is anxiety's opposition. Um, prayer is anxiety's opposition, right?" Um, We gotta pray, man. Um, we 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 underestimate the power of prayer. We underestimate the weapon that we have. You know, we 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 fall for the evil ones' lies and tactics and believe that we are helpless. Believe that our Lord has not conquered this earth, right? Has not defeated death, so on and so forth, right? He's not the alpha omega to begin the end. Like we, we forget that. Right. And the evil one does a great job of making sure we do forget that and making sure that, um, that lack of remembering influences us. Right. But, um, prayer is the opposite of, is the opposition of anxiety, right? Like if I'm going to God and I'm going into prayer, um, the anxiety is going to be lifted, right? Like, whatever it is that's weighing me down is going to be lifted. You know, it's crazy how just me going to my prayer closet or me, you know, calling, you know, my brother in Christ and asking him the prayer of the phone, how that just lifts the anxiety from me, right? You know, because with the anxiety, I'm focusing on, um, you know, my my concerns, my doubts, my worries. But when I'm going to prayer, I, I'm seeking faith. I, I'm seeking Him, right? And so anxiety can exist. It, it has, there's no space for anxiety to exist if I'm in prayer and if I'm, I'm in relationship and connecting to him. Right. Um, the next note I have from Philippians, um, it says, God's peace is not simply psychological. It is true in their tranquility. Um, so yeah, you know, God's peace is not simply just, uh, psychological right it's not just simply some type of feeling or some type of thought like it's really something that is within you right like i always use example the sacramento kings right like like a lot of my co-workers and you know friends are like oh the sacramento kings they're good again and oh man you want to jump on the bandwagon man and the thing is is that i have an inner peace where no matter if the kings win a championship or if they lose a million games I'm at peace in my life, right? Where no matter what's going on with them, because there's a true inner peace, because my peace is truly within, it can't be swayed by what's going on without, from the outside, right? So if my my true peace is within me, it's not psychological, something that, you know, is connected to feelings, but something that's connected to him, then it can't be moved, right? It can't be moved. So you think about the Apostle Paul in Philippians, right? And how like through everything he went through, the peace that he had was because he remembers the text about, you know, God giving us a peace that surpassed, that's that's that greater, that surpasses what the world gives us, right? And so um, because he had that peace in Christ, uh, inner uh, inner peace that Christ had given him, um, it can be taken from him. Right. And, and we have an inner peace. That doesn't mean that you don't go through worries as a mean You don't go through hardships, but things like that. But there's this inner peace in you that even through your hard times, you have a hope, you know what I'm saying? That, um, you know, he's going to show up an expectation. He's going to show up. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's that, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, you know, that inner peace, that inner inner tranquility is something that I really can't explain to you unless you've been there, unless you have it. Like, it's something that can't be taken away from you. It's something where, um, as things come up, um, as, you know, situations don't go your way, as, as things don't go right, you have this peace, right? Like, I understand that... There's so much more that we want, so much more that we desire. But ultimately I have an inner peace knowing that I already have everything that I need. And it's him. So it's just this different inner peace that people just can't, they can't take from you, right? Like a, a peace from the world can be taken from you. If your peace is known, if if you if your peace is rooted in are your bills being paid. And that could be taken from you. You could lose your job. I, I lost my job when the pandemic hit. You know what I'm saying? I, I got laid off, right? That could be taken from you. You know what I'm saying? Anything could happen to you. You, know, you could have all your money laid out for your bills, and then um, you get into a car accident, or someone steals your identity, or something happens, right? You lose your wallet. Anything could happen, and that piece is gone, right? What other notes do I have in here, man? Um, it says... Philippians was written while in jail. After Paul had been shipwrecked, bitten by a snake, you know, and on house arrest for two years. So I think that, that that note goes hand in hand with the previous note about the inner tranquility, where, yeah, you know, um, despite all of that, there was this inner peace, this inner tranquility that couldn't be taken from him, right? Like a snake bite couldn't take that from him. Being shipwrecked can take that from him. You know, him being, you know, jailed, you know, um, you know, falsely and unfairly, you know, unjustly couldn't take that from him. You know, being on house arrest for two years couldn't take that from him. Where if you had if you didn't have a peace like that in tranquility, then those things could definitely take that peace from you and put you in a different spot. But he had peace, man. And that's just that's dope. Um Faith is a relational matter. Um, Faith is a relational matter. Um, Your faith is solely connected to your relationship with whatever you're placing your faith in, right? Like, if I place my faith in my dad, then depending on my relationship with my dad, that will determine the level of faith, right? Like if my relationship with my dad is that he's a drunk and that, you know, he always spends the family's money and, you know, he's untrustworthy, then my faith is going to look likewise, right? And so faith is a very relational thing. So when it comes to God, right, when it comes to the Trinity, the faith that you have is going to be connected to the relationship that you have, right? So, If you're not in the text, you know what I'm saying? If you're not, you know, some type of Bible study, some, some, some form of, um, community, if you're not in a space where you're feeding yourself spiritually, then you can't be surprised that when the storms come, that when, um, it looks like there's no way out, it looks like the worst is to come. Um, you, you can't be surprised when you, when you, you know, um, do things that aren't aligned with us. That aren't aligned with with your faith. I mean, they aren't aligned with uh, being a believer, right? So faith is relational, right? It is all based on your relationship. Like, if you know, it, you know, it's, it's like it's like my it's like my son, right? Like my, son, my oldest son. He's always asking for stuff. I've told him repeatedly he can't have, right? Like, you can't have, you know, candy. No, 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 no. And so um, we got into a situation where uh, some candy had fell, whatever, or whatnot, and he ended up, you know, taking the candy and secretly going to his room and eating it. And it was like, because of his relationship with me, when it comes to asking for candy because that relationship, uh, the understanding was so weak Um, and because it was so, because he understood that he's always going to get to know it led to him taking things into his own hands. Right. And so um, I put it like this, like if you're not connected, you're not in relationship, with God to the point where you know whose you are you know it's not when, when when we say whose you are we're not just simply saying oh I belong to God it's like whose you are like do you know who God is not just simply um, an intellectual acknowledgement that I belong to God like no do you know who God is do you know what it means to belong to him right and so without knowing that that without knowing that you can't have the proper faith that's needed to um trust in him right and that will lead to us taking things to our own hands stepping outside of what he's called to do um knowing that we're wrong you know and just playing god right just being like well god you know um these bills is due or um this kid gotta eat or um, they about to take my car or whatever it may be. And you don't, you ain't doing that. And so here it goes. And it's like, he's doing plenty. <laughs> we just can't see it. Right. And so, um, yeah, you know, your faith is directly tied to your relationship. So the relationship that you have with whatever you are, um, serving, whatever you, uh, are putting your faith in the relationship is going to affect that. Right. Like if you have a partner who has cheated on you, right? When that person goes out and says, I'm going to the club because they've cheated, your faith in them, you know, not doing it again is not going to, that's your faith in them not doing it again, or your faith in trusting them that they'll do what's right is not where it should be, right? Because of the relationship, the relation to them and the cheating and so on and so forth. Right. So, um, your faith is tied to relationship. Um, faith is a relational faith is a relational matter. Um, my next note says that Christ is the secret slash source. Um, what I mean by this crisis, the secret slash source, um, in this world, we can think that our own schemes, our education, our experience, um, our bloodline, our finances, our resources, our friends, our whatever, we could think that, um, that's the secret. That's what it is. But no, The secret, the the source is him, right? Like, um, as I read about the Apostle Paul, and it's so easy to read the text and be like, oh my goodness, King David, the Apostle Paul, Daniel, all these people. But uh, it's like, their secret, their source is Jesus Christ himself. It's not because they read the Bible more. It's not because, you know, they're just better Christians. No, it's because... their their secret is him, you know, when, you know, I think about the music, when I think about anything, when people, you know, um, you know, give me congratulations or whatever, it's like the secret is him. The source is him. Everything, my children, my wife, the music, um, every single thing that um, is entrusted to me, it's all him. He's the source, right? And um, I think just remembering that should give us peace right because if i was the source if i was my provider i would be screwed <laughs> you know what I'm saying just be honest i'd be screwed my family would be screwed we'd all be screwed right and so um he's a secret he's the source you know a lot of times we're looking for different things right to be our source to be the secret something that'll give us the edge up right and it's him it is him um my last note before I get out of here, it says, "Be confident in God, not myself." Um, so in Philippians, um, it talks about, you know, not being confident in the flesh, being confident in God. And uh, once again, you know, this all kind of ties all together. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, would I be would I be more confident in me making a half court three or Steph Curry? Right. So with that being said, it's like I should be confident in him, not myself. Right. I should be my confidence should be it should be based in him and leaning into him for um, whatever it may be that I'm going through or that I'm expecting. Right. Our confidence should always be placed in him and what he's going to do, not what I'm going to do or what I have done, but what he's going to do. Right. Um it just takes that focus off of self, right? Takes that pressure off of self, right? If anything, once again, that should be encouraging to know that we can place our confidence in Him, that we can place our faith in him. Like we're talking about someone who spoke in this world, came into existence. Like once again, we do not know who we are messing with. Do not play yourself. <laughs> do not play yourself. But, um, yeah, those are just some of the notes I had from Philippians, just some things that you know I thought were that's, that stood out that I want to share with the podcast. Um, before I got it here, um just want to give you guys a heads up. Dropping new music. Um, time has lost me, so I meant to push the release date back. So I'll let you guys know the release date. But um, yeah, new music is on the way and I look forward to dropping that. I think I spoke about this in the last episode about how you know my focus is always on making good quality music. It's not about making stuff that's going to get me the most hits on TikTok or it's going to give me the most hits on whatever. It's about making something that's quality so that those eight people a month who listen to me are hearing something quality as opposed to putting something out. Um, you know, I think about like a Macklemore when he put out um, grocery, not grocery, a uh, thrift shop, right? Like, For those who know Macklemore's music He's actually like a pretty like musically inclined Guy like very lyrical things like that But you know he he made Thrift Store And he talks about how like that's a regret of his Just because like it was just something You know You know that was commercial right so That's definitely the route that I'm going to take so uh, Yeah you know I look forward to giving y'all you know Just a well put together Album Um, it's always awesome to Reflect and listen to how God Is using me through the space of music because there are so many different people who make music, right? Like you think about the way God uses Beyonce versus the way that he uses, um, Fred Hammond versus the way that he uses Jack White versus the way he uses, you know, Lo. all these different people in the space who are in the same space, you know, have the same gift music, but how he's using all of us very differently. Right. So, um, yeah, look forward to y'all checking that out. out. Um, As of now, it drops May 8th, but we'll see if we can get the, um, artwork in. It's really just an artwork matter, right? Just getting that artwork in. But, um, if not, push it back a week, get the artwork in. But, uh, yeah, man, um, it's been real. It's been real. Thank you all for listening to, uh, episode 109. I just want to thank every single one of y'all who keeps us in prayer. I want to thank every single one of y'all who show up and support, um, the ministry whether you're sending money whether you um whatever you know however you've supported me and my family it's a, it's greatly appreciated um i don't know what song will play for this episode i am not sure um i still want to secure those two interviews before i go back to work with my wife and Najee. so um, i'll definitely keep that prayer the execution of that um the last thing i'll say before i get out of here is um dear people of faith always look for opportunities to grow and always been a lookout for opportunities, right. When it comes to the faith when it comes to serving, um, I will say this. I had an interview with an individual about serving, um, in a prison ministry, going into prison and giving messages, leading classes in a prison. Right. And, um, One part of me is super excited to go into that space and serve. The other side of me is nervous to go into that space and serve because um, you put yourself in a vulnerable position. You know, it's, it's easy to preach and serve on a podcast, right? It's easy to preach and serve on the Internet, right? It's easy to preach and serve even at a church, right? It's easy, But to go to someone's space, to inconvenience yourself, to go out of your way, to um, meet someone where they're at, that's different, right? That's different, right? That's different. Um, But I look forward to it. You know, I look forward to the opportunity to just see um, how God uses me in that space. And. To have a crash less than just humility and you know just um you know i i'll share a story right the guy I had a meeting where he was talking about how one of the leaders one of their uh prominent leaders in their prison ministry was a person who used to be um a hitman for like some type of cartel or something right like you know he talks about how he you know would just walk into a cafe pop put one in the back of your head and to see God take someone like that and use them for his kingdom is something that is special. To be able to see that is special, right? Because now everyone gets to see that, hear about that. And I get to see that, hear about that and just meditate on, wow, God is really that good. Once again, we don't know who we're messing with. We're talking about a man who would take Come on, dude. Don't, don't, don't let me get angry. Um, we're talking about the same guy. We're talking about God. God can take a person who could walk up to you, whose job was to kill people. That was his that was the way he made money. And use that person to serve in his ministry, to be a leader, not just to be Um, you know, a guy who's putting stamps, but a guy who's leading classes, a guy who is giving sermons. That's crazy, man. Um, so I look forward to, you know, prayerfully jumping into that space and just serving, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I challenge, you know, my fellow believers to inconvenience yourself, um, it wasn't convenient for many of Christians when they, you know, were on their missions, when they served back then, you know what I'm saying? So, um, with the freedom that we have, let's, let's, uh, get uncomfortable. And with that uncomfortable, with that uncomfort, it'll, uh, put us in the space to pray like we never prayed before, but then we'll also get to experience like we never experienced before. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's that man. But, uh, yeah, let me get out of here before I start rambling. I am so tired. I need to get some sleep. Um, but, yeah, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been promoting the phone line. Nothing's really happening. But, you know, y'all know the number at this point. I ain't going to say it. Um, this is your boy, Raquise. This is the Heck of Dangerous Podcast. I'll catch y'all when I catch y'all. yee
1: Sometimes it don't feel fair I was just a child, had no business being there Tried to talk it out, no one seemed to care In this dark room, I sit and stare Help was nowhere In the trap, life going nowhere Didn't know his presence was everywhere I remember invites from less I attended, but only for Whitney and Beth Blind hair and blue eyes lured me in Led by sin, didn't know the advocate lived within Feel so far from him I'm too wretched to be grafted in Satan made sure I kept taking L's I don't wanna do this by myself anymore I'm weak Lord, please strengthen me I got a family, I got priorities why me?